Hey, welcome to this week's service and uh, especially welcome to you if you're joining or visiting us uh, online this week. It's so good to have you with us. My name is Travis, one of the pastors here. Uh, and this week we're going to hear from Kathy as she just starts to speak into where we're heading as a church family in 2021. And so I want to remind us of where we've actually been. I'm standing in our auditorium where there is this installation on the wall um, and it really is an expression of our commitment and our desire to see lives transformed by Jesus. You know, two years ago now, there was a whole bunch of us in the life of Parramatta Baptist Church that committed to praying, to asking and seeking and knocking that God would transform lives, firmly believing in the God who hears and responds to the heart cries of his people. Uh, And so below here, you'll see a bunch of names, or it might be a little bit hard to see on your screen, but a bunch of names of people from the life of our church committing to a pattern of praying with the desire that God would transform lives. So before we go any further into our service um, today, just I encourage you to stop and to pause wherever you are, whether you're watching on your own or in home with somebody else or in person here in this auditorium. Let's stop and let's pray that God would transform lives in and through our church this year in 2021. Thank you for taking time to pray that. Uh, Like me, I'm sure you're really excited to see the ways that God is going to answer those prayers this year. You know, the testimonies that we'll hear of lives transformed by Jesus. So excited and I can't wait. Hey, listen, before we jump into Kathy's message today, just wanted to bring a a few church news sort of updates and just reminders. Uh, And the first one is to make sure that you are reading and receiving our e-newsletter because it has all the information uh, that you need to know about what's happening in the life of our church, uh, particularly as ministries are resuming at the moment. Kids, youth, women already have their first event planned. So so do make sure that you are signed up to that uh, and that you're reading that every Friday. If you are on our mailing list, one of the things you would have received this week uh, is our new roster survey. Um, so obviously in a church our size, it takes a small army to do all the great work uh, that we do and be involved in the programs and the ministries and, and the practical things like making sure our facility is um, ready to do in-person ministry, um, which is happening week to week uh, at the moment. And so my encouragement is that if you are not serving or or maybe you took a bit of a hiatus from serving last year, given everything that happened, uh, in 2021, make a a real commitment to to reconnect not only in community, but also in serving and using your gifts for the glory of God. You know, I know there's a whole bunch of people who have joined our church recently over the last kind of six to 12 months, and we're so excited to have you with us. Um, If you want to explore ways to get involved and to use your gifts, uh, please get in contact with any of the pastoral team or email Joe uh, in the office uh, as well and she can get that volunteer survey to you but we need help across the board from really practical things like cleaning and setting up um, through to ministries like youth and kids and uh, things for our in-person services things for our online services our our worship team um, which is running only about 60% capacity of, of what it was this time last year we've also got a production crew happening for church online as well so if you want to explore any of these do reach out to us and we'd love to hear from you. You know, we know there's such a blessing uh, and such an encouragement that is found in serving. So I encourage you to get involved this year if you're not already. 
Well, now it is time. Let's hand over to Kathy as she speaks into this year. And as she does, I just um, want to pray for us uh, as you grab a notepad and as you grab a pen. So, Heavenly Father, we thank you uh, that you are the God who speaks, the God who continues to invite us to draw near to you and to follow you and to participate with what you are at work doing in us and through us and all throughout the world. As Kathy speaks now, Lord, I just pray, um, whether people are meeting on-site or in homes or on their own, that they would hear not only from Kathy, but they would hear from you what you have to speak to them through your servant, Kathy. So use this time now, we pray, Lord, to speak and to build up your church at Parramatta Baptist and beyond. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, g'day, church. Uh, the Bible reading today comes from Mark chapter 12, verse 28 to 31. One of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating. Noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer, he asked him, Of all the commandments, which is the most important? The most important one, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Welcome. For those who have joined us recently, I'm Kathy Bates, and together with my husband, Steve, we have the privilege of leading PBC's amazing pastoral team. Last week, we got to spend three days together as a team, discerning where God is leading PBC into this year. And it's our joy to be able to unpack that with you over these two weeks. You know, knowing where we are going is so important in order to be part of the journey of getting there. I was actually reflecting on this recently because I was telling my friend how as a child my family used to holiday in Cairns pretty much every year. Only we wouldn't take a plane as most sane people with children would. No, we would drive 3,000 kilometres each way. And as I was telling my friend this, she asked, how did you go with that as a kid? Which caused me to ponder. And you know, I think in all honesty, I actually did it pretty well. Because somehow I didn't see myself as a disengaged passenger. I wasn't just bundled into the back of the car and told to suck it up. No, I knew exactly where we were heading and I had a sense of expectancy of what it was going to be like when we got there. I knew how many kilometres we would travel each day. I knew all the towns that were dotted up the coast and where we would stop. I even got to sit on my dad's lap and steer the car some of the time. Mums and dads? Don't try that at home in 2020. But you know, I wasn't a kid who who was just in the back, passively waiting to arrive. I was not only anticipating where we were heading, but I was also engaged in the journey itself. And I think that made all the difference. Today, I don't just want to paint a picture of where we are heading as a church. I want to invite you to make a fresh commitment to be part of the journey. Our vision as a church is to be a community of people 
who were led by God's spirit, each joining with Jesus to see lives transformed. In terms of where we are heading, we want to see God transforming lives. People encountering the life-changing grace of Jesus. We want to hear stories oozing with authentic enthusiasm of the difference that Jesus has made in their life. We want to see lives restored and brokenness healed. We want to see our PBC family so captivated afresh by the love and grace of God in their own life that their faith is contagious. I mean, how good would it be if every time we met together that we're just, we just have fresh stories among us of what God is doing? How good would it be if like people watching a really good game in the stadium, we're all leaning in and we're just so excited about what God is doing, only we're not just spectators, we're participants on God's team, seeing lives get transformed. I don't know if you can imagine that. Occasionally I catch just little glimpses of it and it is so good. We want to be a church where everywhere you turn, lives are getting touched and transformed by Jesus. And so today, can I remind you of the journey? Because the truth is, we are only going to get to where we are heading if each of us are actively committed to taking the journey itself. And at the core of the journey is living intentionally as disciples ourselves and each of us making disciples. You know, when you look at Jesus' strategy for changing the world, that was his plan A, and he didn't have a plan B. If you've been part of PBC for a while, you will have heard us use a phrase that a disciple is someone who's learning to live and love like Jesus. If we were to chunk that down even further, in the New Testament, we find that a disciple is someone who loves God and pursues their relationship with him. And a disciple is someone who loves others and walks with them to become disciples. And we do that both with those who already know God so that we grow in relationship together We also do it with those who don't yet know him. So let's think about what we might do in response to each of these in 2021. Firstly, a disciple loves God and pursues their own relationship with him. I want you to imagine that your relationship with the Lord is like a bucket God graciously pours into us fresh truth from his word, fresh perspective and encouragement from his presence, fresh challenge through his Holy Spirit. He pours his love and his grace into our hearts. He fills us afresh with his Holy Spirit as we recenter with Jesus each day through prayer and through worship and through reading the word. God pours into us from the riches of his grace. Do you know, if your life is anything like mine, busyness and distractions constantly want to pull me away from taking that time with Jesus. And as we begin to neglect those practices that bring freshness in him, 
then we can only draw from that which we have received in the past. And over time, staleness and stagnancy creeps in and we begin to feel dry spiritually. And then if we're serving in a ministry or giving out in some other way, but we're not spending that time with the Lord, then our bucket just gets emptier and emptier and we start to burn out and maybe even get to the point where we feel like walking away because we're giving out of what we don't have. And I speak that from experience because I spent the first six years or so trying to serve God from a bucket that was getting emptier and emptier because I wasn't taking that time just to be filled afresh with him each day. So in 2021, what practices do you personally have in place or need to put in place in order to keep your bucket topped up? Is it time in prayer and in his word? Is it taking time to wait on God and to listen and be responsive to what he's showing you? Is it finding ways to worship God? You know, not just hitting play on a video like this, but, but actually just when it's just you and him, recentering in him. Is it a greater responsiveness to what you read in scripture? And sometimes we can read for information rather than transformation. Is it carving out retreat days? Now, don't hear me wrong. God never creates a giant to-do list when it comes to our relationship with him. He simply invites us to draw near. And as we do, he pours his presence and perspective into us. But we have to be intentional in those practices to draw near. So why don't you pause at this point and just be still before the Lord and just ask him for a moment, Lord, what can I be more intentional in in 2021 to draw near to you and to bring a freshness in our relationship? Whatever it is that you feel led to, don't be afraid to ask for God's help to do it. Because I think the reality, I know for me certainly and for many of us, is that the spirit is willing but the flesh is so often weak and so we need to ask his help. And also if you have someone that you share your life as a disciple with, let them know what you want to be more intentional about doing. Ask them to pray for you. And ask them also to check in on you from time to time in how it's going. So being a disciple is fostering our own relationship with the Lord. But that is not the end of the story. Because although I've used the illustration of us being like a bucket, the truth is Jesus didn't intend his disciples to be buckets. He trained them to be conduits. Although they spent time alone with Jesus and they, they followed his model and, and they spent time in prayer and you know their buckets were well and truly filled, that wasn't where it ended. 
For all that Jesus poured into his disciples, they were to pour it into others. Because disciples aren't buckets, they're conduits. Conduits of God's love and grace to others. Conduits of his forgiveness and his salvation. Conduits of the Holy Spirit's power to heal and to see lives transformed. Conduits of Jesus' words. Conduits of God's blessing. You and I are to be conduits both with those who already know God and with those who don't. So what might that look like this year? For those who already know God, this year we want to encourage you to do your discipleship journey with at least one other person. I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but Jesus could have appointed 12 regional disciples who would each take a geographic area for maximum impact, but he didn't do that. He had them band together relationally because he knew that they would be stronger and more focused on learning and making disciples if they did it together. And there's actually more joy and encouragement in doing it together. This year, as COVID restrictions continue and we can't all meet together, let's make a fresh commitment to be disciples together in smaller contexts. Very simply, we are asking that you find at least one other and that together you ask each other some key discipleship questions to support and encourage one another in the fullness of what it means to be a disciple. We've pulled pulled together three questions for you that you can have on your phone or there's a little card that you can use as a reminder of the questions. The three questions that cover the aspects of being a disciple are, what has God been showing you and what is your response to it? This is about our relationship with God. And secondly, who are you praying for who doesn't yet know Jesus? And what opportunities have you had to make him known? This is about that call to be on mission. And then finally, how can we pray for each other? And what might God be doing in that situation? This is about being a one another kind of presence with each other and encouraging one another. If you already meet with others through the week at PBC, you know, whether that be in a small group or, or some other form of catch up, you know, rather than starting something new, We encourage you to use some of the time that you are already together to ask these questions of each other, to bring a greater intentionality of being disciples together. Or you might decide that you'd want to share these questions with each other as a family or as housemates or with friends that you already catch up with. Or God might lead you to initiate something new just to see if one or two friends might meet with you where you can support each other and ask these questions of each other. If you're new to PBC and uh, you need help finding others to meet with, contact us. But you know, we really desire this to be as organic as possible 
It's being more intentional in the relationships that we already have so that we can support and encourage each other to stay true to who Jesus has called us to be. So we're conduits of God's grace with one another as we live out discipleship together. And finally, we are conduits with those who don't yet know him. You know, God doesn't pour himself into us so that we'll just get fuller and fuller. He pours into us as disciples so that we will pour into others and make further disciples. Jesus was very clear about that in his commission to us in Matthew 28. Last year, we really turned our attention to this as a church because we recognized that we weren't very good at this. And, you know, not just us, but right across the Australian church. We have focused more on being bucket disciples than being conduit disciples. That is, Jesus pours into me, so I will pour into those, especially those who don't yet know him. And so last year at PBC, we began learning some disciple-making practices And you might remember that it was right at the beginning of last year we asked Jesus for opportunities where we could be salt and light in the places where God sent us through the week. We were endeavouring to live attractive and distinctive lives that would point people to Jesus. And as we did, we were looking for who are the people of peace around me? This is a concept that's lifted from the Gospels. A person of peace is someone who's warm to us, but who's also warm to spiritual things, even though they don't yet know Jesus. We committed ourselves to pray for people of peace and to foster those friendships. And then, taking a step further, when we sensed the Holy Spirit's timing, some of us got up the courage to ask our person of peace whether they would like to read the Bible with us. We've been using just a really simple tool. It's called Bible Discovery Method, and it's really, really simply just reading a small passage of Scripture together and then asking simple questions. What does it say about people? What does this say about God? Um, What can I do in response to this? And who can I tell? Twelve months ago, I shared a video that was put together by Crossway Church in Melbourne and this was a group of people in Melbourne who had been doing BDM. Today, I'm just so pleased to be able to share some of our own PBC stories with you. Um, So I wanted to do BDM because it's so simple and I think so effective for um, someone to explore who God is through his word and also to actually hear from him personally. So it's not just um, a question answering exercise, they actually hear what God has to say to them personally. Um, And it cuts to the core of what we believe, it's reading his word and hearing from God. My introduction to BDM was actually not because I was going to be reading with uh, one of my non-Christian friends, but because I was going to be reading with a new person who had come to our church who had recently become a Christian. Uh, I decided to have a go at uh, BDM uh, because 
uh, for two reasons. Um, first, I had uh, heard uh, quite a few stories of people who had done uh, Bible discovery um, and how surprised they were uh, by how willing and responsive people were uh, who were asked uh, to do BDM. And so, um, yeah, that was one thing. And the other thing uh, was that I really wanted my friends uh, to know Jesus. And I had tried many different things, having conversations with them, uh, bringing them to church events, and everything seemed to go nowhere. And so uh, I just prayed to God. I'm like, God, I don't know uh, what else I can do, um, how to share you with them. And I think uh, BDM was an answer to prayer. God has used BDM so far um, in so many ways. Uh, I use it with my small group. I use it for my personal devotion. Um, but most importantly, uh, he's used it to revive the spiritual life of somebody that I'm doing BDM with. Uh, she had many questions about God and she just didn't feel confident to read the Bible on her own. Um, and it's just opened up a new relationship with him in reading it through with someone and um, and looking at the questions that BDM has. The, the, what I've seen happen, you know, the way God's used this so far is the, the um, we've just seen a friendship blossom between us and, uh, you know, we've started sort of reading the Bible. We started going through some verses, an overview of the Bible that the BDM program uses and since then we've sort of just uh, adapted it a little bit to start going through a book and... Um, yeah, we've just we've just seen our friendship grow, and uh, I think between us, our knowledge of the Bible grow as well. So I've been I've been challenged with some of the stuff that I've been uh, reading. So I uh, read the Bible uh, with two friends, um, and uh, at the beginning, uh, they were both uh, they admitted they were both very hesitant to read the Bible to the point uh, that one friend even confessed that she thought we would lose uh, our friendship. Um, but now uh, today, uh, they're both. Um, I'm seriously exploring faith, um, and they've both prayed a seeker's prayer, uh, saying that they want to uh, know God, uh, but they uh, can't at this stage, but they uh, want to know him for themselves. Uh, I think I was surprised that there are people out there who are spiritually hungry and thirsty for God. Um, it sounds terrible, but it's so true. And I realized from having done this that the onus is on us as the bearers of good news to actually share it with people who are looking and searching for him. So that's been yeah, a real surprise. Uh, probably nothing that's particularly um, surprised me about B BDM, but um, one of the things that does encourage me, I guess, is you know when you start to think about what we're doing, we're working when we're working with a, a particularly a non-Christian friend, but we're working in this area of their eternal salvation, and I just think you know what could be better than that. I think uh, something really special uh, and that I didn't expect uh, when I did BDM uh, was uh, the friendship I would form with my friends. Uh, we've uh, become much deeper friends um, and we've uh, shared things with each other that we've never shared with um, others before, um, never felt safe to do before. Um, and so I think that has been, uh, BDM has been one of the highlights of my year because of uh, the depth of friendship I've gained through these two friends.
I'd say just take it a step at a time. Don't catastrophize. Um, just pray and take it a step at a time with God. He will lead you each step of the way. Um, and before you know it, you'll be standing at someone's door and asking God, what am I doing here? Um, yeah, I just prayed all the way through, um, through the, the approach or approaching someone to do it um, through the text that I communicated with her um, at her door. You know, I was just asking God, oh, how is this going to go, God? Um, and just relying on him to guide me um, in asking her and then in even the sessions that followed afterwards. If, you, if you're fairly interested but uh, not sure sort of whether you can do it, I'd just say this, like, it's never about us. It's about the spirit and... Um, it's only the spirit who can do the deep heart work that's required in somebody's heart. And, uh, in fact, he's the only one who has the power to, to be able to do it. So you know, we can read and we can talk and discuss and brainstorm and we can just seek to be power, um, salt and light. To be honest, uh, I don't do uh, most of the talking uh, when I meet up with my friends to read the Bible. Uh, they do most of the talking as they discuss what they read in the Bible uh, and the Bible just speaks for itself. I don't need to convince them. Uh, uh, they can, um, yeah, they're challenged by the word itself. And uh, now they're seriously exploring faith uh, because of what they've read, not because of what I've said. Um, so, yes, I definitely encourage that anyone can do this. If you would like to experience BDM and just, just suss out, you know, just how you might use it um, in friendships that you have. We're planning a, a little experience night with BDM and we just really welcome you to join us in that. Let me know if you'd like to come. Keep an eye out for advertising. Of course, making disciples isn't confined to doing BDM. And it's just something that we've been experimenting with because it's so relational, so versatile for any age or stage of faith. It can really be contextualised to all different kinds of relationships. Do you know the more important thing is that in whatever way that God is leading you, that you are making yourself available to be used by him to make disciples. And if you lack confidence to do that, and you're not sure where you'd begin and who you'd begin with, then you're in good company because that's pretty much where all of us started last year too. Just take a first step. And start praying for God to open up opportunities with people who don't yet know him. And continue being salt and light. And ask God to show you who is the person of peace in my life. So if I can sum this up. Where are we heading in 2021? Well, we want to see more lives transformed for Jesus. But we aren't going to get there by sitting back and just waiting to arrive. Our invitation is to be actively part of the journey. Come with us this year as we, each of us seek to be reignited in the fullness of what it means to be a disciple. Renewing our own love and passion with God and then loving and investing into others, both those who know Jesus and those who don't. Would you pray with me? Father, we pray that you would give us the desire, the courage and the commitment to step into the fullness of being disciples of Jesus together.
Lord, I pray that each of us this week would sense your Holy Spirit guiding us into the steps that he knows that we need to take and showing us who we are to live our life as a disciple out loud with this year. And Jesus, in all of it, may you be glorified. May your love abound in us and through us. And may ours and other lives be touched and transformed throughout this year to be more like Jesus. Amen. Hey, thank you, Kathy, for sharing that message. And I'm sure I'm not alone in thinking that that is spot on, absolutely spot on for what we each need to hear as we step into this new year together. You know, just that invitation to walk in what it means to be a disciple in that full sense. You know, someone who loves God and pursues relationship with Him. Someone who loves others and walks with them to become disciples. You know, and isn't this what we each want? in our lives and in the life of our church. And can you imagine, can you imagine how different our lives would look and how different our church would look at the end of the year if each of us step into this, step up and deeper into the fullness of what it means for us to be a disciple, following Jesus into all that he calls us to be, do and become. Hey, it's been really great to have you with us for this week's service. I really trust you've been blessed and encouraged so much more than that. I pray that you encountered God and heard from him for yourself. And so as this service ends in just a second, why don't you take just an extra moment uh, to actually recall to mind, was there something that God spoke really clearly to you through this service? Then the invitation is to share that with somebody and then just walk into whatever it is that God is calling you to do in response. So we're going to continue this conversation about where we're heading next week. I'm really excited about that. Uh, But till then, continue to learn to live and love like Jesus in every area of your life. Walk into what it means to be a disciple in that full sense. God bless and God be with you.